Welcome to the 2020-30 podcast. We are here a week after the Berlin Fashion Week took place and have our wrap-up session today. Uh, so, I mean, we had a full week full of events and also with our 2020-30, the Berlin Fashion Summit Conference, the Foreign Fashion Show and also the Foreign Showcase event and many more who was, which were, were happening. Uh, so, Max, what impressions did you have? Well, uh, first of all, I'm very happy that uh, what we have put out there with our summit and obviously which also kind of swings with uh, the whole foreign activities, um, the theme of active alliances for positive fashion, um, that this really worked out. So I think uh, we managed to bring a lot of really interesting, smart and, and leading voices onto the ground in Berlin and uh, bring them together and um, had a lot of inspiring um, content coming from voices like uh, Luke Haverhals, Christine Goulet, or also um, Megan from Market to Land and uh, Nix from Ark uh, Boots as well as so many others like Hasna Kurda from Save Your Wardrobe or Eric Knee from um, from the CHT group. Really happy to have finally like the chemical um, industry also on the ground with us together. So yeah, a really nice mix of people, obviously having master students, having like young talents in there and so many other people combining this um, into like one uh, a live conversation on stage, but also after, st after the stage, during the conference day and during the community day. So so like, yeah, very vivid, very diverse, I would say. And yeah, makes me happy to see that we are all back together and that there's so many opportunities to really bring the change, bring the transformation now into implementation. I'm a bit proud uh, on the program we put together and also all the people we reached with our conference program, but also visited us at the trade fairground at Premium and Seek. And a big thank you also for the Senate of Berlin, who is actually financing. We also have some voices uh, from Michael Beer, who was uh, opening the conference for us. So that was a really nice start, I think, uh, on the Thursday morning with him on stage and also the support of the trade fairs and Premium Anita and Jörg and uh, I mean all the others actually also. Yeah totally and I mean I think yeah really good to mention Michael Beal um, State Secretary of the Senate Department of Economics, Energy and Public Enterprises in Berlin um, because they do support the Fashion Week in a really new and more holistic way nowadays that I think has a relevant impact and also I think we are sharing a vision now. Um, I mean he opened up with, with this idea of Berlin uh, a place where sustainable concepts can grow and then reach for global impact. And I think that is really um, where where what we have been working for the last decade already and longer. And it's really nice to see this becoming a more common idea now, I think. Um, and possibly um, we can also talk with our guests here today more about that and see like how he sees it, because obviously we don't have the outside view. We are in our own bubbles also, um, even though we like to break them and hopefully us successful with that but let's uh, yeah talk to our dear guest Kai Plonka who is an expert also and been kind of um, accompanying the sustainable fashion scenery for so many years now um, so yeah let's look into um, yeah a feedback from last 
Fashion Week. Yeah, it's really nice, Kai, that you're joining us uh, for this session. I mean, you can um, have your voice and also your impressions because, I mean, you're, as Max just mentioned, you're working as a journalist and uh, you are very interested in the topic of sustainable for a long time already. So um, I know you visiting our events for many years and uh, I know that you are also one of the minds um, asking critically behind the scenes and also having a broad view also on what's happening um, in fashion, but also like with sustainable sustainability and fashion. So Kai, maybe you also uh, leave some words and you can introduce yourself a bit more and more detailed. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Thanks for having me. Um, that's right. I'm in that business uh, since over 20 years. I'm visiting fairs. I'm, um, uh, I always had the sustainable impact from the beginning when I started into this, uh, um, into this segment of uh, sportswear, denim and um, fashion in general. Like in, I think it was the year 2001. Um, And since then, I'm traveling to fairs and all those conferences and um, talk a lot to retailers because um, I'm obviously working for business to business magazines since that time um, with a short interruption of a magazine called Streetwear. Today, there was a little bit more B2C driven, but also during that time, we worked a lot with uh, formats like Bread and Butter or the, the ISPO and um, started there with, with the sneaker lounges or sneaker with that, with that sneaker collectors thing, but also always from the background of a more sustainable um, industry, at least. Yeah, I would say um, um, the program in Berlin during last week in, for the winter edition of Premium, Seek and um, your summits, as well as the Studio to Retail event or all the events that were taking part by the, the Fashion Council Germany or from even Fashion Revolution and all the other activists and so many side events which took place in the stores, in the offices, um, uh, studios, ateliers, um, and, and obviously at least at the clubs or restaurants uh, in, the, in, the, in the city where all the magazines from FAZ to, I don't know, all the names of, uh, to name to, from, from all those, yeah, let's say like society magazines and from Gala to, um, I, I, I really don't follow them, sorry. But uh, they, they all do their lunches and brunches and, and uh, evening events. Um, so at least the city is full of journalists, people, um, influencers, uh, people from the industry that uh, maybe don't take part at the fairs right now or anymore or um, however. But at least they join Berlin for this week. And um, yeah, they take part in the topics of at least the future of fashion. So what did you like most? Which event was the best for you personally? Oh, that's always hard to say because as every event is different. So you go to the event at least to meet the people you know. Um, and then obviously you meet always someone new. Ne? And you always get new impact, new feedback. You, you meet people from other generations on different. So you meet the older generation, you meet the younger generation, you, you meet your generation. So at least you learn always something new when you go. Uh, out to one of those events. Of course, it was nice to go to the uh, freshly opened um, Telegrafenamt to celebrate 20 years of premium there. Um, and it was not one of those typical fashion parties because it was really, um, 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 yeah, it was a little bit like a time walk. So you met people there that have been to premium in Berlin 20 years ago. And there were also people that joined um, the, the fashion movement like, maybe a couple of seasons ago only. Ne? So with their, with their projects and um, it, it was quite 
it, it was not this old thing like yeah are oh, we old people sitting here since 20 years together and 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 tap on our shoulders how great we are it was really a young fresh uh, get together and also i have the impression when you go to the fair yeah of course the people are concerning <laughs> like back in the days everything was better and in cologne there was more uh, uh, i don't know whatever more 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 people at least on the fair but this system has changed dramatically during the last 20 years as we all know And that's the reason why we don't have that big, uh, big fairs anymore right now, especially after COVID. So, uh, so, and also the system of retail change. This is the same like the system of of communication change. So, so we can co uh, record a podcast here today uh, over the iPhone, and also people um, do their shopping over the iPhone. But at least not everybody just want to shop over the iPhone, even if it's possible. So they want to have an experience. So and. Um, Maybe they they shop things like socks or their underwear, which they exactly know their size and their brand and the colors they want to wear. But if they want to have something that thrills them or that 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 they haven't discovered before, uh, then they go out and and look for for an experience in retail. So that's the difference. And do you think like with with I mean yeah I mean there's there's I think the one thing that really Berlin Fashion Week has shown this time is it's it's back to at least being very lively, very diverse, and and one already has kind of way more events than one can actually attend to. So in in that way, it's it's kind of back in a really strong and full way. But at the same time, I would say I mean the whole industry is is in a moment of reality check still, and there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, did, did you have one format or, or one kind of uh, moment where you thought, oh, here I can feel a moment of, of the future already, like which surprised you in that sense, maybe the most, which is kind of was um, a more of a hint how the future of fashion and especially maybe in Berlin can look like. Did you have a moment like that? Yeah, I, I had that moment in, during the conversation. So the, the moment I... The moment was already there before COVID. I remember a show that was uh, um, uh, during the, the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week in Kraftwerk um, when, when it was the opening shows that were organized by South African designers. So um, the, the, the people always started to compare Berlin with Paris or Milan or New York or London where the Fashion Weeks have been established like 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And Berlin is at least with the Fashion Weeks on the map since... I think 2005, six, seven, somewhere. Yeah? So, and then it was interrupted. It changed the organizers and whatever. And now we had a change, um, at least a little bit again after Mercedes um, did not take part for this season. So it is the same company that produced the events. And in Kant Garage, it was definitely a very, very nice location and was a unique location which you'd not see everywhere else yeah? in in the world when it's uh, when it's a fashion week. And the same with the studio to retail events. I don't know a city that has that compromise um, program of retail events during a fashion week in uh, like it was in Berlin. No? So the, there's really kind of a union of those retailers, and they they um, they they pull together on one rope, then uh, then just uh, being competitors. So and um, this is a the feeling. Which which uh, which comes up and also re reflects or represents the feeling of Berlin a little bit. Um, the people help each other. The people work together. The people are interested in networking together. Of course, nowadays we have all the politicians on the side. At least after 20 years, which took 
And 20 years ago, they were also on the side because they were interested to get all this, those businesses here um, uh, when, it, when Berlin was still a white blank of paper. And, um, but now they are really supportive and they really understand that they have to, to do something for this industry like it is done in Italy for 50 years already or like it is done in London. If you follow the Fashion Council of London, I think they have 550,000 followers on Instagram. If you follow the German Fashion Council, I think they are somewhere uh, around 50,000. So you can see there is a difference in, in those uh, kind of, um, um, yeah, in kind of the systems as well. So, but here in, in Berlin, um, you can discover always something new. It's, um, it's the, it's the little brands that make totally a difference. When, when you, when you saw the shows and you even can follow them online on Instagram or, um, so you don't have even to go there. If you live in the countryside in Germany, even you can take part at Berlin Fashion Week at its fullest. And, um, yeah, also see the Ukrainian designers that, that show here since a couple of seasons. It's like really, or as you said, like from the point of diversity or, um, everybody's in fashion is talking about, yeah, they're missing the avant-garde in Berlin is the avant-garde. So it is like all this club culture, this diversity, the people that live in the different districts, they come and present themselves on those shows. You know? So you have very experimental Uh, venues from from atelier garden studios or um um yeah the Kant garage obviously or yeah there were so many different places to visit and to see that yeah it's not boring here no definitely and i mean do you think i mean now i i'm seeing two parts which are combining and i mean if that works out i think then we are in a really good track with the fashion week you mentioned on the one hand there is kind of studio to retail and a lot of active activities uh, with retail stores in, in in berlin and i think there's also more creative uh, ones obviously involved that showcase how maybe concept stores of the future look like and i mean in germany in general we are a retail and wholesale based industry very strongly and At the same time, you, you, you mentioned like, okay, there's been really a lot of shows from young talents and this avant-garde, partly coming from club culture backgrounds, but also from just this very diverse cultural mix that we have in Berlin. Also a lot of uh, political refugees, a lot of kind of political activism in the city that is also picked up from a lot of the fashion designers in many different ways. Do you think this we are getting the, a combination of these two really strong elements, like this retail strength that Germany has in general, and that is kind of obviously reflected in a a lot of fashion stores also in Berlin. And the, on the other hand, all these really young talents that are really sustainability, but also in many ways culturally avant-garde orientated. Yeah, I must say the problem is that not that many retailers go to the shows or go to those events. So when I see the, the people that visit those events or the shows, um, they are mainly journalists, uh, influencers, or people from the, yeah, from the scene at least. So it's, it's very rarely that I met retailers there. Um, it's rather the PR people that go there or from the PR agencies and do, it's a little bit more kind of a networking. And of course it's very press driven. So because the press at least has the power to show all those designers on their, on their different platforms. And uh, when, when the influencers wear their things, um, I think most of those designers that show their, or not most of them, but some of them, um, are only to sell, able to sell online due to their own channels or, um, yeah, in very small specialized concept stores. So that is what we see on the one hand. Of course, we see also big shows from 
um, established designers, if it is like Kilian Kerner or um, um, uh, or others that um, that are already uh, selling in a commercial way, also in department stores. So, um, but also they are, yeah. I, I don't think that that they have that much bias in their in their front rows. It's I think more uh, um, a press and media related uh, related event, and um, so that that is. A little bit, but it has ever been like this in Berlin. So it was never that that all the retailers come up to the from the trade shows or from all the side events in the showrooms um, and go and visit the shows front row. So that is not, and it's also not what I expected. No? It probably doesn't happen in other cities as well. I mean, uh, I think like a show format is uh, especially there to show the collection to press and also to maybe some of the um, buyers. But I mean, in the end, uh, the sales of the collections are being done in showrooms usually or like on trade fairs. And this is, I think, it's a bit interesting uh, to have a look at because uh, we, we just talked about that um, the retail has to change or will change or already has changed a lot. And uh, people are coming in um, in retail stores or like concept stores to have an experience. But still, I mean, the ways um, how clothes or like how fashion is sold is very classical. I mean, the structures are still there or like are, are still in the mind. So maybe it uh, should be like that, that more retailers should attend shows to get more inspiration because this is something they need to offer to their clients as well because I, I mean for me it's a lot of if you're talking about retail experiences it's, it's about inspiration isn't it yeah definitely at least and it's a look and feel and a people's business yeah? so it's uh, you always can scroll to your feed on instagram and say like ah oh, this is nice and i would like to have that but at least To make the decision, if you really buy it, first of all, you need to touch it. Yeah? So if, if, if the look and feel is nice, if it is your fit, if it is your silhouette, if also the people that are uh, dealing with it, are they like-minded people like you? And this is what you want to have uh, for the future in your wardrobe. So, And this is also how at least that business works in total. It is a people's business and it's like very look and feel driven. That is the reason why it worked uh, like it worked back in the days. Of course, there's a young generation and there's a big A topic about the metaverse things and about uh, digital fashion and about everything, but it's still not happening in a in a in a big scale. So we had all those um, digital fashion things for charity, and we have that uh, as a kind of an entertainment for for social media and everything. But at least people need to wear clothes uh, when they leave the house, or even if they stay inside the house, they want to wear uh, comfortable clothes. Or if they go for the, for the, uh, for the gym or whatever. So they, they wear shoes, clothes and uh, accessories when they, when they are on the street. And this is what they buy at least somewhere. And we see so much different formats. Like you have those uh, vintage secondhand roadshows that go from one place uh, to the other, um, to, to, to open up for new target groups. You know, when we've, We're young and then we travel to Amsterdam, to London or to Paris to buy our denim jackets or our leather jackets on the flea markets there. So um, Berlin is today one of probably the biggest vintage second-hand market-driven uh, um, areas in Europe because when I go to the flea market, I see young people from everywhere in the world uh, searching for the latest 90s vintage pieces, oversized blazers or uh, leather coats that look like in the Matrix or Uh, um, I um, sunglasses I wear from from that uh, decade. We have specialized retailers that sell those on the flea market. We have I don't know how many secondhand stores in Berlin, but it's really 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 a lot. 
and um, they are so good curated. Um, just just a new one opened up next to the Mazuka store on Castanien Allee. I saw the window and I thought like I'm. It's like everything comes from Paris there. So and um, you see all those new concepts. They are growing in Berlin and they are uh, transformed for Berlin also to other cities so that people come here and get their inspiration. Say like, oh, I start this also in wherever from Bozen to maybe Heidelberg or um, so at least there's everywhere a little space for a good concept which you got inspired by when you went for a trip to Berlin. I mean, we, we did like a showcase um, where we include like a metaverse as well. And I think, um, I mean, it, it is a nice playground uh, for fashion brands, but, uh, and still it was also a very nice experience for all visitors coming in and uh, having like for the first time in their life, like VR glasses and then be able to walk through a gallery like on spatial. And we, we were setting this up. I mean, this was, uh, I think from, from like the experience, like an experience uh, point of view, it was a nice experience. But I also agree that um, like fashion and metaverse is probably getting big as soon as we're having like uh, very easy accessible apps uh, for our Zoom calls where we can dress uh, like digitally dress up or like have uh, our like digital makeup on um, so that you have really like concrete um, yeah, ways of like actually wearing uh, clothes uh, in like a digital area. Because I mean, of course, now I'm sitting here with my normal clothes and I have my camera on. Even if you don't see it, if you listen to our podcast, but uh, if we were sitting in a Zoom call, I could just dress up for another one. Uh, and if I had like the um, fitting uh, digital app. So I think this is uh, probably also, or like there is a potential I see with digital fashion at least. Yeah, I think the digital fashion potential is like, it's like endless or, or to i must say but um i rather i'm rather interested in those little formats that are company uh, that are that are family driven or, or where the where the where the company is run by 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 one women show like the april first store here in berlin and um or the kleiderei concept that try to um to to solve the the problem of um uh, of the overconsumption overproduction where they where they offer all those secondhand clothes for affordable prices um, in that rental system where you just can go and you exchange your clothes and um, the, the clothes is used and used and used afterwards again instead of sending it to uh, um, yeah a, a bin or um, a landfill somewhere in the world and, and waste it. So, um, of course, digital fashion is the uh, part of the future, but I'm more interested in those yeah, in those simple, at, at least it is quite simple what they did with Kleiderei, but at least um, nobody did it before. So they invented it 10 years ago and now they are, uh, I think they opened with a Berlin store, the fifth store in Germany, where people can just, where they have a simple solution for a problem that we all have in the, uh, in, in mankind. And it, it it's really, it, it impressed me how simple it is and how they earn the money with it at least. I mean, you mean rental at the end? I think I mean it's the baseline that that Kleiderei does, um, and and yeah, has done for many many years. Um, but I mean, maybe just to put things together. I mean, I think there's not one solution. I guess we can all agree on that for sustainability. But like plenty of solutions that need to work together, and we kind of need new forms of ecosystems that that kind of bring these solutions together and make them. 
uh, applicable for, for our future. So I guess, yeah, rental is part of it, recycling, uh, better kind of resale, um, et cetera, sharing between peer groups. It, there's so many aspects that come uh, more and more alive, often also because of um, better di digital technology. I think also Kleiderei would not work if they didn't have uh, quite a good kind of system behind um, on dealing with the stock and, and how to exchange the clothes with uh, little kind of um, resource as possible in terms of human resource. Um, but yeah, I guess like we're still in an experimental phase with everything around metaverse, etc. But it is obvious already it is becoming part of the overall game and will be a relevant part of the game changing. Um, but do we see, yeah, what is kind of the most concrete steps at the moment that one can see and feel maybe in Berlin? Um, I mean, we've been talking about Berlin Fashion Week and slowly also about like Berlin as a, as an ecosystem, as a home, um, for many different sustainability initiatives. Um, I would say, can you see, like where where things are heading what what of these many concepts is working the best already i think Kleiderei is one of these examples now with their own shop in berlin is there some of your favorite solutions that are alive in berlin already and that kind of promise a, a positive future for families? yeah at least that all those kind of uh, a concept get a kind of a proof of their concept no? so if i look at uh, natasha von hirschhausen with this wasteless collection and she opened the store in um, uh, on friedrichstraße so at least all those things prove that those concepts are working. Eh? Or if you have a look at at um, um, at the concept of less seasons eh? or, or being less seasonal, so like uh, creating a, a range of bestsellers or like um, um, at least a wardrobe which you can have um, uh, for a couple of seasons. Um, when I look at, at uh, the collection of Julia Leifert, so the the it's not that it's a piece where you say like, oh, uh, after one year, I cannot wear it anymore. No? So invest in a coat that is maybe uh, 1,500 euros and you can wear this coat made in Austria, like wear for always uh, almost five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years. No? Or even you can, if the, if the silhouettes change, you can go to the tailor and make it, uh, you can adapt it a little bit. And um, also I see the format of the fashion week as a format that, really is very contemporary so the the all those players together on one table they they made it uh, possible that everything takes place within this one week um they made really short ways for the people so you don't have to to drive that long so the, the, maybe also one of the decision to go to Kant garage and at Kantstraße was that it is much closer to premium so the people don't have to shuttle all through the a city to the other side of the city and and um yeah that that saves a lot of time if you work during the fashion week and not just go only out in the evening as a, a consumer and take part of what fashion week brings you to berlin and also that is an effect that um is uh, for for all the people that uh, um, provide a venue like if it's telegraphenamt or if it's is a bar like uh, um or, or something else, or a restaurant where they, where they, where the people do the meet and greet. At least from the economical side, the the, the fashion week brings back some money into the city. At least. Yeah. I mean, uh, just just one question because um, we were hosting like the foreign fashion show, and you were attending it as well because it was one of the opening or it was the opening show of the new format, newest uh, taking place in Kant Garage. And so, would you like to give our listeners some impressions from the show? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> 
that's very difficult. Mm -hmm. But um, at least I must say it's um, um, when you go to a fashion week, you go there without any um, um, so it's with any expectations, and at least you see something in a very short period of time. It's like I think it was less than twenty minutes. Now, I, I think, um, and then you go with the impression of uh, what you see uh, into the evening on or to or onto the next show. So. Um, and at least this is what, what, um, so if I, I, if I imagine I would be a journalist from another city coming to Berlin and then I see this as an opening show, then I'm, um, yeah, then I have already another impression of a fashion week instead of going to commercial fashion weeks. Mm -hmm. So that are driven by designers that are in the market since 50 years from Emporio Armani to Calvin Klein or whatever. And if this is an opening show for a fashion week and you are brought there as a journalist, then you know that you can expect something that you have never seen before. And you can present something to your readers that is not uh, what they see all the time in all the other magazines. You know? So that really makes a difference. And um, at least that is what a fashion week is for, so to show the potential of a city next to all the well-established designers that everybody knows already in the world. Yeah, that was really nice because uh, I was doubting so often if I if a fashion show or like organizing a fashion show is actually like a contemporary format uh, or if you if we should think about other formats to present uh, like the topic of sustainability and of course also independent and um, contemporary designers. Uh, but then after like seeing the show now um, last week, I was also I'm I'm back uh, and convinced back uh, that the fashion show was actually a good format to actually give an another picture uh, as you just said to set another visual standard for a fashion week yeah and also to transfer a fashion show into whatever um, social media or um, um, uh, on a website it's much easier than preparing a showcase that is more like an exhibition or an art show from an artist so i think the classic fashion show is still the format of presenting clothes how it is worn on a human body mm? yeah I also, I really like, I mean, I just checked the pictures again and I really liked our cast. I think it was so nicely um, casted and also so nice and very like uh, individual faces. I don't know if you felt the same, but I, I was so impressed by the models we had on a, on a runway uh, and also on their diversity. Yeah, and also that is like really a statement. Like no? So I, I, of course, I remember the, the Michalski's show where he had, uh, was one of the designers that, started uh, during berlin with a model that was probably uh, 60 70 years old with gray hair um, and that was like almost 10 years ago this is kind of a yeah in berlin is kind of uh, it, it, it doesn't surprise anyone anymore but um for us it's normal and in the rest in the world they are still like oh wow this is totally different no? and um, at least that should be the standard as you said in other cities as well so, of course, they started in Paris and in London after all those things and also, try, but, but it doesn't became, it does not became the standard. It was like a, they, they jumped on this trend for once and then they continued to go on to the next trend. So, it doesn't became the standard that people are more diverse in those fashion show businesses. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a really interesting point, but I always feel about Berlin in general, it's like, 
obviously there's a lot of chaos here, etc. And and people may complain about that, as I do myself sometimes when it's about the Berlin bureaucracy, etc. But at the same time, the city is so filled still with kind of um, a, a lifestyle of freedom, I would say, and an idea of a freedom, a democratic kind of based freedom, um, so that everybody is is really experimenting a lot here. And living these concepts, actually trying to bring sustainability concepts, be it in terms of diversity, inclusion, or be it in terms of ec uh, ecological aspects, social aspects, cultural aspects, trying to really establish that in your personal, individual lifestyle every day. I think this is what makes Berlin so different. Yeah, it's It has all these experiments, but here there's people who are actually trying to live these experiments and not just kind of implement them from a marketing communication point of view. Yeah, and also if you talk to people from Paris, it's a natural thing that the grass is always greener if you look to the neighbor's garden. Eh? But if you talk to people from Paris that were also here during Berlin Fashion Week, they say like for the, for the young and upcoming designers that are really small and independent still in Paris, it's impossible to take part in the way like the young designers take part in the Berlin Fashion Week, for example. So everything in, in Paris is focused on the big shows, on the big players. They have 47 uh, shows there during the day, uh, during the week. And all the journalists hunt from one show to another. Here, there's a lot of space and a lot of time to see all those new talents, the young talents, the, the, the small shows, the side events, the extra uh, presentations with It is possible and it is also affordable so to to be part of the fashion week and the uh, a premium and seek um uh, during this week in berlin in in paris it's much more difficult than this yeah absolutely um just to wrap up a bit i mean uh, you just said in our uh, first conversation you just said that berlin is back on um, on the plate uh, so are you looking forward to the next fashion week upcoming fashion week in july yeah especially this in summer we can use all the outdoor venues and the rooftop terraces and the uh, places next to the river um in in winter of course everything is more busy because the most people mo most retailers earn most of their profit uh, or, or their turnovers during the winter season. No? So in summer, everything is a little bit more relaxed. It's a little bit less pressure, especially after the, uh, all those situations we had, like during the last two or three years with all these things coming up from no? the war, the COVID. Now we have the, the economic um, uh, difficulties. Um, I think next summer will be a little bit more easier for everyone. And um, yeah, it makes it also more, Uh, more relaxed because Berlin in summer is the the place to be at least. Eh? I think so too. I'm very much looking forward to the next season as well. Just a last question from my side. Um, what do you think? Uh, would you think that uh, sustainability got more visible during the last uh, fashion week? Yeah, at least it becomes a topic in everyone's collection. So at least if the people don't communicate it because they are afraid of greenwashing, because they are not 100% sustainable, um, but this is even better than being not sustainable or not thinking about it or just ignoring it. So I think everybody's working on it. And even if they don't put it on the sign and say like, here we are, um, so many designers for them, it's a standard now, as the ones we talked already about it. I think they don't communicate it anyway. They come, they communicate about their concept and their philosophy. And then you have to, to, to understand that it, that this is a sustainable concept or philosophy, but Of course, the, the big brands will have to have all their seals and their certifications and we have the, 
the um, supply chain checked and we have the, the new law in, in the future and we will have it uh, sooner or later also on the European level. And so from that part and aspect, I think sustainable is in the, yeah, it's, it's, it's really in the daily business. It arrived in the daily business. Yeah? Mm, I think so too. I mean, I really liked how Esther Pavant was putting it in her presentation um, when she was telling that she is not 100% sustainable yet, but uh, she wants everyone to join her journey uh, to come towards more sustainable clothing and more uh, sustainable materials and more sustainable collection. Uh, and this, I think, is really nice because, I mean, she's taking like everyone with her on her journey and also um, communicates very openly and transparent about where she's standing and where she's heading to and what her goal and where also uh, like burdens or difficulties are lying on the way. Um, and I, I was also very much uh, impressed by her presentation. I don't know if you attended it, uh, but I really liked it. No, unfortunately not. But also the fact that the summit is not longer taking far away from the fairground, for example, it makes it much more easier. So when I arrived in the, in the, on the second day in the morning, it was, and I was standing in front of the press lounge where, where there was the coffee truck. I, I met Florian there and we were chatting for, yeah, what happened yesterday? What will be the, the topic of, those, uh, of the next day? So we, we, we saw huge groups of students coming from the university visiting the fair and visiting the summit. And at least this is what it is all about to, to give the opportunity for everyone to take part at the fashion week. And also that all the consumers are able to go to the shops to be part of the fashion week and to, yeah, it, it's not a closed door business anymore. So at least, of course, you cannot go to the fair when you're not a buyer or you're, you're not a, a B2B visitor, but at least you can take part at the fashion week of all those events around like the like the um the presentation of the fashion council in in Kankaraz was open to the public so that means people can go there and experience a which which uh, which they never met before probably and which they will never see in retail or um what they did back in the past together with KDV so they bring the Berlin designers into the one of the most important uh, uh, department stores in Europe so And that makes it visible what we have here in that city. And at least this is the movement where, where, um, where, where all the people have to push still and, and also to, to invest a lot of work in the future because at least it pays off. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, it's like uh, the business. We were talking about that the business and retail business is changing. So, I mean, there's a lot more direct to consumer sales as well. So I think it's a, a relatively, um, yeah, logical step uh, to open up some of the formats, at least uh, to Berlin Fashion Week or like uh, Fashion Weeks in general, uh, that you actually address your customers directly because it's to them you sell your collections in the end. I'm not sure if the if the consumer really needs it or if the the retailer really needs it, but at least it's something where you should have an eye for the future on it. So it's the same like the the metaverse fashion. Ne? So if it, everybody should should try and everybody will find a concept on on its own. Ne? So like a lot of people say like yeah, I don't invest in an own uh, online shop, but I sell from my Instagram account directly to the to the people on the phone or via email. So it, it's a very simple solution. And social media made it happen that they are able to sell like this. And also, I can imagine that there would be formats, same with the with the simplicity, um, that you can have like a like if, imagine going to a concert. Now you buy the merchandise and the and the records directly on the booth in the in the in, in front of the uh, concert hall. Mm? So maybe this could be a, a a very simple solution. 
I mean, we are running out of time slowly, <laughs> but uh, is is there anything else you would like to um, to say? Yeah, at least um, I think Berlin has a, still a very high potential, and uh, um, there are so many people that work on that from season to season. If it's rather the people from Platte, which we didn't mention now here, and there was also that little and uh, let's say in, in uh, uh, kind of a scandal where they where they produced the. The, the the critical show um, uh, about Adidas or where the activists uh, went to the show from Anja Gokke. And um, yeah, you said that there is still every season something that really keeps the people going to do that, to work on that, to, um, to, to come up with new ideas. We had that new uh, uh, sustainable format, unfortunately, very far outside in the area of Tempelhof, um, in, the, in the garden ateliers. Um, so I think there's still a lot of uh, things to come. and um, we're, we're the, But the only thing is the people need to take the time and go to visit it. No? So I, I would appreciate it that more retailers from everywhere, not only in Germany, also back in the days there were a lot of people from coming from the Netherlands or coming from, uh, um, uh, from Eastern Europe. No? So this time I did a panel talk for the embassy uh, of Poland. That was really nice. A lot of people were intending that it was a very high a spirit for sustainable fashion and for circularity, which could solve the problems of this industry. And um, yeah, and this morning I read um, in, a, in a press release from Silk Relation that their that their uh, customer uh, as Oliver Group uh, started a circular denim program. So, and you see, if players like this uh, with a with a uh, one billion turnover per year. Um, uh, starts a circularity program in, in their denim range, uh, then I think it's the right sign that is uh, going out from the Fashion Week here in Berlin. So things are actually changing, I think. We can really hold on to that, maybe, carefully still, but I would say that that is the science we see, and especially here in Berlin, which I think is amazing because, I mean, this is also worldwide the criticism still that not much has happened but i think now we are at this tipping point and i also feel like the german industry is finally really waking up and and i have hope that they kind of once they do that really they also will think do things a bit more properly as sometimes this the germanness kind of allows to um but maybe the, the first wrapping up really here i feel well, from what you say kai and, and and i guess magdalena we both tend to agree um, a lot of things have changed and there's a really nice atmosphere of working together. I think this is a really important baseline for the Berlin Fashion Week at the moment. That's all the stakeholders and most of the stakeholders have a really strong interest of working together and making it an experience for all the other stakeholders that come to the Berlin Fashion Week. Yeah, I think this is the really interesting development to see that this unification of stakeholders is happening and that there is more openness to kind of collaborate. And I hope that this way can be continued because as we also discussed today, there's a few things that could be even better and we can still integrate more and maybe have a few more bridges between the different pillars that are establishing now. But first of all, I think, yeah, it's a really positive dynamic and um, I hope that collaboration can be the key to make it even more positive.
That was a really nice conversation with Kai Plonke, who is actually the freelance and Berlin correspondent of Style in Progress. And we were talking about what was happening um, last week and about uh, the industry and how industry is evolving, like the fashion industry. Yes, it was amazing to have Kai. Um, and now we can all look forward to the next episode already, which is going to be with Dr. Luke Haverhals from Natural Fiber Welding. I would say maybe the biggest star we had uh, this time at our conference and at our community day. And in the next episode, we will feature his 50 minutes of vision for a plastic-free future of the fashion industry. Let's look forward to that. I'm super much looking forward to this edition um, and for the next session with Luke Haverhals. Please don't forget to look in the show notes and follow us on 2020-30 Summit on Instagram. And please check on our website the program because then you can see what you are looking forward to the next editions in our podcast because we will feature most of the sessions we had on our conference. Thank you for listening and staying tuned with us. Mm -hmm.